Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WMR.fm, episode number 441. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is my company senior SEO, Scott Vanak. How's it going, my friend? It's going great. Good. I don't, I don't know. Same question, same answer every week. You got a big red bullseye <laughs> on today. Lindsay got me this random t-shirt, and uh, it's like a sunset, whatever. But when it was in the package, you can only see the top part, and it looks like a Japanese flag. It does. And I was like, why did she get me a t-shirt with a Japanese flag on it? I'm not Japanese, but... Maybe she was hiding the fact that you're going to Japan or something. It was a big secret and surprise. Well, that'd be cool. Do you think? Do you think I'm going? <laughs> she, she asked you to give me time off that I don't know about? <laughs> oh, no, you're working. Oh, damn. Okay. Well, well. Uh, she can go anyways, without me. I want to apologize to everyone. I, I was away at uh, Mastermind uh, the last time we were supposed to be booking or, or recording, I should say. So we're behind. Um, and I got a very kind comment. I, I'm not sure if I mentioned this last episode. I, I dream of sometimes a show and I think I've said something and I don't know that I have. But um, one gentleman said that, uh, you know, he wasn't sure we could handle, uh, he could handle just having two episodes a month of SEO 101 and he wants more again. And I really appreciated that. That was a really nice comment. And um, it made me consider it. We'll see. Um, we're so busy with, with with bits and pieces of growth and just trying to keep on top of everything that I, I want to make sure I'm not sacrificing any client satisfaction or anything like that. And, uh, but we did do it before, so we might be able to pull it back out again, maybe even do three times a week. Well, three times a month. I mean, <laughs> yeah, three times a week. Yeah. <laughs> Monday, be- Wednesday, Friday. All right. Now you got more than you can handle. <laughs> yeah. More than I can handle. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> uh anyways uh we're back at it and uh, lots to share which is always fun 
Let's start off with some non-SEO news you put down there. Yeah, just a quick little simple, typical vulnerability WordPress issue. So if you're using WooCommerce for your WordPress site, there are five WooCommerce plugins that have high to critical vulnerabilities um, that need to be updated. Um, there's a bunch of them. Uh, just make sure I was going to list them all off, but nobody cares. So just go into your <laughs> WordPress installation. If you have any WooCommerce plugins, uh, you know, back up your site first, as we always say, because you never know when an update's going to break everything and update all your WooCommerce stuff and uh, probably anything else that needs updating for that matter. But uh, I guess this was uh, related to some uh, SQL injection vulnerabilities, things like that. So, you know, not good. Um, affects about 130,000 installations. So it's not everybody, but it's a lot of people. So yeah, it looks you... like it's plugins for WooCommerce that are doing it. Correct. Yeah. They're WooCommerce. I think they're, Woo... they're plugins created by WooCommerce for WooCommerce, if I, if I understand it correctly. So, and there's a bunch of them. So just go in, you know, it's critical. So do it today and um, you should be just fine. Yeah. I was talking with uh, someone the other day about, WooCommerce, uh, it's a client we're dealing with. We're doing some web design for them. And well, we were trying to decide what functionality to, or what sort of system to use for the functionality they wanted. And I said, well, a lot of what you can, you want can be done with WooCommerce, um, but they don't want to actually sell anything. They just want it to be easy to use and manage and products and stuff like that. And I said, well, we could do that. Just keep in mind, and this is where this really ties in. WordPress alone takes a fair bit to keep maintained and safe. But when you add WooCommerce to it, you've added a whole nother dimension of upgrading and management. So it isn't um, light on, on uh, maintenance. So just keep that in mind. It is phenomenal though, in terms of the, the functionality you can get. It's so uh, fluid, it's so well-designed and yeah, everything seems to have a, a, a catch-22 to it, but definitely yep. WooCommerce is one of them. Okay. Awesome. As now we're right into the SEO news, uh, using dots over comma in review structured data. This is right up your alley. I don't do a lot of review or structured data. So tell us what's up. Oh, I thought you were going to say dots and commas are up my alley. Like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I love me some dots. Yes. Uh, so this is again, a pretty simple thing, but Google has updated its review snippet structured data help documentation. That's a mouthful. Um, essentially, if you are using uh, review rating dot rating value or any of the rating value property sections, uh, separate your numbers with dots instead of commas. So that's really more of a, um, a geographic and language thing, but um, Google wants you to use dots, use periods 4.2 instead of four comma two. Uh, while commas will still work, Google does not recommend them anymore. So I, I really, this doesn't sound like a critical, super important thing, but you know, I like to be somewhat thorough with little SEO jobs and everything. And even the little things, you know, the a hundred little things add up to a big thing. So, you know, whenever you see little stuff like this, if Google says, do it, whether you want to or not, you should probably do it. Um, and this should be an easy fix for most people. If they have this issue, I would hope. It, it, it's important. Uh, these all of this schema is only helpful if it's working. <laughs> yeah, and, and a small misedit can do can break it completely. So yeah, do definitely do that and uh, try and keep on top of what Google recommends. In these circumstances, it's always a, a good bet to make them happy is going to be a, a benefit. So now um, I was saying I was at a mastermind. Um, it was phenomenal. It's easily I can 
compress all of the different conferences I've ever gone to, and I could, uh, I've learned infinitely more than all of them combined, at least in terms of um, true benefits to my business. I think it's because I was with colleagues who we could just share anything about uh, business, running a business, as well as learning SEO and stuff. Um, a lot of it I can't share. It's, it's just very private or it's uh, really too complex. But there were a few things that uh, I thought were interesting. One is, uh, you know, we're, a lot of us deal with site speed. And a lot, you know, and, and a lot of the people with websites these days are being lured into adding chatbots to their website or, or um, in, you know, it says invitation to chat or um, it's an AI chatbot, all these different things. And they're really interesting to try and see what happens, whether or not they're going to use be useful or not is entirely dependent upon your market and what kind of typical uh, visitor you get to your website, that kind of thing. I've seen it work really well for some. But the one thing that they all consistently do is slow down your site, um, with the exception of one, which was mentioned by a very authoritative person in this group, uh, who I wouldn't question at all. Um, and that is uh, Engage.com. They have an AI chatbot that they carefully tuned so that it would not have an impact on site speed or very low, if at all. So uh, I thought that was really valuable. So if you ever really are trying to get down to the absolute fastest load time, and I think this is really important for e-commerce sites, then do consider this investment. I have no idea what kind of cost it is. Maybe for all I know, it's only really affordable for uh, enterprise. I just happen to know that this was mentioned and I was going through my notes and I thought this is something I can share. So there you have it. That's one. Um, next up, uh, Tabula was uh, at this uh, mastermind. Now, Tabula is a, uh, there's a technical acronym for them. I can't remember what it is, but essentially it's a content, uh, let's call it a, a content network. Uh, they have thousands of websites that are part of their network where you can advertise. And I was really impressed. They had to present to us, it was, they were one of the sponsors and normally I would never mention a sponsor because frankly, they usually aren't worthy. Uh, but these guys really did knock a, a kick, kick ass job. They, they answered very tough questions from some of the top SEOs and marketers in the world that were in this mastermind. And I think impressed most of us, at least uh, that was my impression. I was impressed. Um, I'm not saying they're the end all and be all, but I do think they'd be worthwhile trying if you want to get in front of a specific market um, with uh, display ads or video. Um, check them out. Tabula is spelled T-A-B-O-O-L-A. That's T-A-B-O-O-L-A. And yeah, check them out. It seemed uh, pretty good. I don't know what the minimum spends are. I know that... Uh, I believe if you have a minimum spend of a 5,000 per month, uh, you get your own um, client manager, or that's not the right word for it. But anyways, a person will work correctly with you and you'll get that extra level of care. Anything less than that, I believe you have to do it your, your, much of the management and set up yourself, but they still have some pretty awesome tools, including some keyword insight tools, which I thought were quite, quite, quite awesome. So. Uh, and finally, um, I have to be a bit vague on this one, unfortunately, because uh, uh, I know that some of the 
the examples provided were private, but I can say quite confidently that although Google says canonical tags are treated as suggestions, no. Uh, there are many cases where canonical tags are being used nefariously um, to hurt other websites, but also to benefit other websites. I mean, they're essentially Google um, is paying a great deal of attention to them and not considering them just suggestions. Uh, now, the reason I'm bringing that up is uh, Google has always said that canonical tag, canonical tag, which is essentially a tag you put on a page saying, um, let's see if I can describe this quickly. Um, this page uh, is owned by, what do, you, what do you say, Scott? Referenced by or wording? Uh, it's it's always a tough one to explain and an easy one to understand. Um, it, it's really on pages that are duplicated content that you don't necessarily want indexed. So then you would point it to a page that actually is a page or the URL that should be indexed. So sometimes it might be with pagination. It's really helpful. Or if you have product pages where you've got a red widget and a, a widget, whatever I said widget last time, a red and a blue widget, but you want to point to the generic widget page instead because you're just changing things like that. Yeah, like but generally e but... every page on a site has a, a self-referencing canonical. They saying, should. Yes. Yeah. If you see this, this is the authority page for this content essentially is what I, I, I best way I can describe it. I'm sure there's some phenomenal explanations online, but I can't do it. I'll look um, one up after we're done. Yeah. But Google <laughs> has always said that, um, yes, use canonicals and yes, it, it really will help, but don't expect us to follow every single one of them. Like they're, they're, religion. No, we're going to take them as a suggestion. Well, I can tell you from the examples I got again, to re say this, that, oh my God, <laughs> uh, be very careful. Your canonicals are set properly on your site because they can be a huge leak of authority. Um, and they can be used nefariously. Uh, if you want to know more, hire us. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> there's so, there's so much stuff I can share and and it's part of what we've learned, and I've, I'm definitely a, applying it to our services in terms of audits and things. To, um, I, I always thought, well, I, forgive me, I took Google a certain amount of face value on that one. Um, we're always checking them, though. Like Scott's doing major audits right now, and he's definitely making sure the canonicals are right. So don't get me wrong there. Let me just write down that I should do that. Yeah. So just, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, come on, Scott. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's what I have to share about that. Um, I've got a list here I was creating before uh, the meeting to Scott, talk with Scott afterwards, but I only found a few things I could share here. Anyway, I hope those are of, of some help to you. Uh, next up, some local SEO. Uh, this is, I was looking at this up for the show here and noticed something it was only 17 minutes ago that Joy Hawkins posted a response from Google. So what's happened is it appears that Google business profiles are have now dropped the view counts per photo that you have within your account. So if you look at your photos that have shared or that you've got in your system, you used to be able to look at them and see how many times each of them have been viewed. And, you know, um, it was a great indicator of which ones were a benefit. Well, gone. And the official line from Google and uh, the response, uh, I think it was Joy that got this, was, well, we are, I, I, I hate, for, for, just before I say this, I hate how bureaucratic and 
nah, their wording just drives me crazy anyway. While we are moving away from providing photo insights, business profile users will continue to have access to a number of profile insights like profile views, number of calls, messages, bookings, and others, period. Well, we got the others, so we don't really need this other yeah. stat. <laughs> uh, so why does this matter? Well, you now can't see which photos are popular. So if you need to remove some, which we don't recommend ever doing really, unless um, unless it's something that's so outdated that it might misrepresent, misrepresent your brand, which I think you should remove anyway, even if it is popular, or it's one you don't like, you think you want to replace it with one of the better quality color, et cetera, et cetera. Don't do that. In that case, I think you would only want to remove them again, if it's really a bad representation of your business. Um, it's also now harder to learn what types of photos, photos, what the heck is that? Photos <laughs> are of greater interest to viewers. Um, and that is really important. I mean, I find it fascinating to see what kind of content people like more than others. Sometimes it's the weirdest photo. I have no idea why they pick it, uh, whatever. Um, and frankly, it's just more data we don't have, which is frustrating as a marketer and as a business owner, I want more data. Yeah. Maybe I don't need it right now, but at some point I might. And now Google's just decided it's gone because they hold the keys to our kingdom. It's frustrating. It's a weird change. Like I don't see any value. It must have something to do with the tech behind keeping a tally on those photos. Like, I don't even know. It must be some technical requirement because it's, it's not going to be a privacy issue if they show you all the other stuff. And what does a number mean for privacy? Like a, I don't see their logic. No. Elon Musk didn't buy Google, did he? (laughs) Maybe that's why. Who's that? I said Elon Musk didn't just buy Google, did he? He's changing it all. Even he can't afford that. (laughs) Um, uh, Might as well follow up with this part here and you can take the next one. Uh, Anyway, Google business profiles, when you add photos, uh, now have a cropping tool, which is nice and handy. So if you want to upload a photo quickly uh, that you just took, but you think uh, you want to cut that person out of it or that dog or something nasty, you can <laughs> just crop it out and save. And it's all done within the same interface. Perfect. All I'm right. looking up my Ross Dunn photos right now. Yeah, start cropping. Cropped. Yeah. yeah done. It's <laughs> a big, big black square where your face used to be. Um, yeah. So the next thing is, it's not a huge thing, but a kind of an interesting thing. If you didn't know this, or if you thought maybe that uh, reviews on your local listing could have some keyword value there for rankings and they don't. So there, I mean, I kind of knew this, but I thought there might be some of you guys out there that don't know this. Uh, A very limited study was done at Sterling Sky that placed keywords into reviews for local business listings. Uh, It did not help with rankings for that local business. So their example was they used uh, Christmas trees and uh, what was the other term like Christmas tree farm or a fresh cut for Christmas, fresh cut Christmas trees was the other one. And they found it did not help with the rankings for the business. And in some cases actually made some rankings worse. So if you were thinking about telling your customers and clients to try to include certain keywords in, in uh, reviews of your business, don't have them do that. It'll just look weird, unnatural, and frankly, will not help. So now with that said, yes. I would recommend following Google's advice on this completely, or even like, it's one thing that this was found and so be it. Um, you definitely won't, don't want anyone like clogging the review with keywords. That's just ridiculous. You want it to be natural, but let's say you have different services, whatever. And each of these reviews. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill typically are based on different services. I think it is wise to ask if someone's going to leave a review, if you don't mind mentioning the service that you had with us, don't necessarily tell them the keyword. If you do, I, I still don't think it's a big deal, but you do want them to add that because uh, it adds context for your other marketing, as well as um, anyone looking at the review, because that's the problem with reviews I find these days. If I go and look at a company and I look at the reviews, sometimes it's just like, great, they did a great job. I'm so glad I worked with them, blah, blah, blah. But they may have a ton of services. I want to know which service made them happy, made that person happy. And I think that's really important. So don't get too insane about this stuff. Um, it's something I actually, I've been working on TikTok lately. If anyone wants to check me out, Ross Dunn SEO, uh, all one word. Um, and uh, I'm posting things exactly like this. Uh, my thoughts on such things. So check it out. It's kind of fun. I'll be doing TikTok lives at some point too. Uh, it's kind of fun. I, I just don't know whether I'll be on it forever, but at this point I'm making a commitment and, and uh, if you, you want to check it out, do that. All right. Yes. What's this bug? Tell me more. Yeah. So this is always fun. You got to love it when Google messes with things. So Mike Blumenthal actually reported on this, and it was also on Search Engine Land. Uh, if you want to go to nearmedia.co, you can find the article from Mike and some of his findings and, and more information. But uh, what's been happening recently is Google has been pushing automatic listing updates to clients' businesses, which is kind of bad in its own sense, and what for other reasons as well. But what this is also doing is 
creating a new what's called a CID, which is an identifier that Google uses to, a, to tie together business listings with their reviews. And when they push these updates, such as uh, website updates or name changes, things like that, it's breaking that connection between the business and the reviews, resulting in reviews vanishing. Um, a couple examples that Mike listed, he said, uh, you know, there was one business at 175 star reviews, and then the next day they were gone, like just completely gone. Uh, what had happened is Google had changed their business name and phone number and uh, the short name for their business just on their own. They decided to do this and all the reviews were gone. Another business lost 105 reviews. Uh, Google had changed their business name and their website link. Uh, apparently, Google, as of November 15th, they tweeted that they were aware of the bug and actively addressing it. Uh, many reviews at that point had already been restored. Who knows? Who knows how widespread this is? Because, you know, I know a lot of businesses that don't check this stuff. Uh, meanwhile, so, businesses lost hundreds of millions of dollars probably over a few days due to this. Well, Mike had noted, and I don't have this in front of me, but he had a couple phone calls. One person literally in tears because of the business they lost because everything had been like wiped out essentially because Google changed some critical information. Um, so, so that's lots of fun. Um, so this bug apparently is in the works to be fixed. Who knows? I imagine it will be. Uh, but one thing that um, Mike goes on to say is to, they recommend backing up all your Google, Google reviews. And I wasn't really sure how to do this. And he goes into quite a bit of detail on how to do it using either GatherUp's review link generator Chrome extension or Plepper's free Google CID converter. So uh, there'll be the link in his article, nearmedia.co. We'll have the full link in the show notes so you can get there and, and look at all the nitty gritty on how to do that. Yeah. It's um, a bit much to explain here, but, uh, or you can just Google how to back up Google reviews and I'm sure you'll find something helpful there. But yeah, I mean, if you've got hundreds, definitely you want to use something like that. Um, other, in other cases, I just oh, test of a BC emergency yeah. alert system. I just got that too. Lucky my phone was <laughs> muted. <laughs> anyway, our phones are ringing crazy. Um, I uh, actually, again, in TikTok, uh, recommend people that uh, recommended the people that they back those up as soon as you get reviews. Even it's just a, every time you get one, maybe once a week, go through and just get the this ones and put them in your site into a list, into a spreadsheet. We actually have an active spreadsheet, which has different categories. Um, we can tag each review with a different service category. Um, multiple services, if we know that particular review mentions different ones. Anyway, it's a, our own little Excel database, essentially, of all the reviews and testimonials we have from Google, from everywhere, because you can't guarantee they're going to be there forever. And these are gold. You need to keep them somewhere and safe. So make sure you do that. And a good spreadsheet's a great idea. Um, you can even have your assistant do that or someone else in-house if you have that that can be part of their weekly task. I wouldn't leave it longer than weekly because this can go missing overnight. Yep. I just had a great conversation with uh, one of our listeners, Tina. Um, we were, uh, I swear we should have had uh, some booze and crying into our, our drinks talking about how Google, how crappy Google can be to small businesses with local uh, Google business listings. They can destroy you overnight with a simple mistake that they're, fixing yep. <laughs> it, it is wrong and in her case she has a service area business which is even more difficult and and you're even more at google's whim because frankly they've never done a good job of dealing with service area businesses they've always treated them as second-class citizens um 
second class businesses, I guess, in this case. And it's unfortunate. Um, but we're at their whim. We have to work with what they have. And then if they decide they don't like something, they can just pretty much shut the whole business down because so much business comes from Google. It's scary. You know, it, it, at least there's one small silver lining and that is when it's a bug, it can be fixed. And the reason I say that is I'm pretty sure this was with step forth, although maybe I'm getting really confused. I seem to remember a yellow pages listing and they published the wrong phone number years ago. Uh, yes. And the, the problem with that, obviously, is now you got to wait a year to see that fixed. And <laughs> thankfully for us, you know, we're a web business. It, I don't even know. Did we ever get business from the Yellow Pages ever? Like, I don't know, maybe. But uh, for some people, that would be like a, a game changer. You know, you lose your Yellow Pages listing. Well, that's just Google now. Google is your, well, I guess there is still Yellow Pages, but do you My use opinion, it? Yellow Pages yeah. is antiquated garbage. Yeah, you totally. Get 10 times the, the money back, I bet, from spending it elsewhere in marketing. Um, Easily. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've never, ever, ever, ever been impressed with the results from the yellow pages when I've, when I've audited clients. So I take that to heart. Anyone out there who is still using them, they charge exorbitant prices and I've never been, never liked what they've done. I'd be the first to say if they're any good, because yeah. I would want my clients to use them. Nope. Not mean good. Um, Absolutely. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to jump into some Mueller files. Quite a few of them, in fact. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company senior SEO, Scott Venak. All right. Links may be less important in the future, says John Mueller. Yeah, so that's kind of fun. Um, let's hope so. Uh, anyways, yeah, he had noted that he can see a future where links are not as important in the overall algorithm as they are today. Um, this first bit I paraphrase because I didn't know how to read what he had written. It was actually, I think it was an excerpt from a, a video. Um, but essentially he said that over time, the weight of inbound links will drop off or he suspects a little bit, but as we figure out better how content fits within the context of a whole website, Geez, I've misread that in a really bad way. Essentially, he's saying that as they learn how to better understand the context within a website, the value of the links will be less important in determining things like authority. And that's um, what they want. Obviously, yeah. that's their goal. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's not a big surprise, but he had said that... Um, uh, but this is a quote from John, but my guess is over time, it won't be such a big factor as sometimes it is today. I think already that's something that's been changing quite a bit. So he's kind of alluding that, you know, the value of inbound links has probably already changed. Uh, there's not as much importance as there once was. I don't know. But um, I do want to say, though, that if the value of inbound links plummets to nothing, which it won't ever do that, I don't think. But if it did, it would make our jobs a lot easier because link building is probably arguably the most time-consuming, difficult, and most expensive part of SEO. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, it, in a lot of cases, or what, anyways. Or we, we prefer to call authority building. Yeah. Because, mm. uh, yep. yeah, a little more accurate, but it's true. And um, that Google wants this. No, I don't think it's, if, if it's changed at all, I'll, I'll give it a 1%. <laughs> uh, based on what I've seen and what I've heard. And uh, yeah, it's still a major, major factor. And don't take anything there with too much uh, confidence. Uh, I think 
it's hopeful that it will be changing at some point because they rely on it so much still. They haven't been yeah. able to replace it. You know, all of these changes have been doing to the algorithms are hopefully going to improve the ability for them to not rely on them, but I don't think they're there yet at all. Um, yeah. Interesting though. I love hearing this. It's always a little good peek or a good little peek into what's going on. A little um, future insight. Yeah. Google search console verified sites do not get crawled more. Oh, I love all these uh, little yeah, bits little and pieces. Denial snippets. What's this? Okay. <laughs> well, I actually wasn't even going to include this and I thought I can expand on this and, and, drive me in a certain tangent. So uh, Upgo, whoever Upgo is, sorry if you're listening, Mr. Up, Mr. Mrs. Company <laughs> Upgo, whatever, I don't know. Um, they asked John, uh, if we never add a website to Google Search Console, does Google still crawl the site at certain intervals? Is the crawl frequency slower than the site, than a site with a Search Console attached? And John's answer is, of course, crawling is independent of Search Console, which is true. Google yeah, will, you know, yeah, their crawl rate and how often they come back to your site for the most part is not connected to Search Console. But of course, there are some exceptions to that. Um, if you have a URL that you want to have crawled immediately, you can use the uh, URL inspection tool at a one at a time basis and put that in there. It'll force Google to crawl that URL, which and is people great. People do see quick turnarounds on that. I have one client who uses Wix and I'm not going to go on a Wix rant today, but their blog is really hard to get indexed. And it's been a, it's kind of a nightmare. And I find that when they publish a new blog post, I first, I immediately go into search console. I go into the URL inspection tool, paste the URL in, URL in there. And often it's indexed within minutes. Hmm. So that's a good example of where you want search console. <clears throat> but um the crawl rate and how often they come back to your site is largely dependent on other factors, not so much search console. Um, so then I saw this and I thought, I just wanted to go through a few quick tips on how to get Google to crawl your website more frequently. And these might be obvious, but I feel like they fit in the 101 category quite well. Um, so, okay, you want Google to come more often. Let's add quality content to your site more frequently and at regular intervals. So if you're posting to your blog, make it weekly or even monthly, like make it consistent all the time. And Google will ultimately learn that and come back more frequently. Ensure your website has a fast response time. Uh, ensure your site is hosted at a fast server. So if your website or server is slow, that's gonna cause bottlenecks and it's gonna potentially cause crawling issues. Uh, building quality inbound links from authoritative websites, Google will follow those from the other websites and get to your site more often. Um, eliminating errors on your site. Don't have 404 errors or or 500 errors or whatever. Just make sure your site is error-free and um, reduce the number of URLs on your website where possible. Um, so if you have weird pagination, if you have lots of thin content that Google just kind of gets trapped in or, or lots of duplication or weird stuff going on, you might want to clean that up. And we have one client who was kind of struggling with this. They had tens of thousands of URLs and he made a couple, like one simple thing in the pagination, instead of showing 10 results per page, he dropped or he increased it to 15, which eliminated a mountain of pages on their website and things improved a little bit. So, you know what, if, you know, I've seen a lot of blogs where they have the pagination set to like, well, I've seen three as low well, as can three. Can you describe what pagination is for the listeners? Yeah. So if you've got 10, say you've got 20 items in either a shopping cart or blog posts, you've got 20 blog posts. And then you click through and you, you display, say, five blog posts, and then you click next, and then it displays the next five blog posts, and then the next five blog posts. So on each of those pages, include 
more items, not like you don't include a hundred or 200, yeah. but you know, instead of 10, maybe bump it to 15, or if you're low at three to five, which I do see sometimes increase it to 10 and you eliminate the need for Google to crawl that much deeper to reach content. It moves deep level content closer to the homepage in terms of the number of clicks it takes for Google and users to find it, which the is only, good. So the only addendum I'd, I'd say is that you have to also consider the devices that your viewers are using. If yep. they're mobile, you're going to have to be careful how many you include per page. Um, you know, you can use something like Hotjar, which is a user testing or user monitoring tool so you can see how people use the page. You know, if they don't mind scrolling through all that, fine, but I would doubt it. Um, so just keep that in mind since, you know, Google is mobile first um, and you may be one of those people, which is the majority of the internet, which has prior primarily mobile traffic. Um, but yeah, if you're having a genuine significant issue with being crawled, you know, that content being found, then uh, increasing yep. it is a good way to fix yep. that. A lot of it falls again into that it depends bucket. Yeah. Um, and what Always. are these snippets? Like if you've got 10 snippets per page, you know, are each of these snippets like five or six words or are they each a hundred words? You know, that's going to determine how much you put on a page. Do you have a graphic or no graphic? Is it like a, a title and a link and that's it? Or is it a huge snippet? Like who knows, right? So uh, certainly yeah, a lot of it depends in there for sure. Especially like you said, devices and all that. All right. Um, Google has, uh, just a, as our last bit, bit here, and this is, it was interesting. I saw this, uh, there again, it's another Mueller file. It says cross link words in your content when it's relevant and in context. And it's a quote from, uh, Barry's article on search engine Roundtable, seroundtable.com. It says Google's John Mueller said that while it does make sense to cross link between your content and your website. You should do it only when it is relevant and within the context of the content. If your users get confused by links, so may search engines, John added, unquote. It is important. Like it's just like anything in SEO. Um, if you want to do it right, do it for the users. Don't do it for the search engines. Um, users for search engines last sometimes, depending on what you're doing, <laughs> but usually second, if we hope we can hope for a second. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, he, he was referencing examples where uh, links were sending him to completely irrelevant garbage. And yeah, that's not, not good. Um, and should be obvious to people that you shouldn't be doing that. So anyway, uh, I think that's a, a good one to end on. Uh, we will be back to uh, two episodes per month. Almost said per week again there. Uh, <laughs> careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to be careful there. Um, and I've just got to find all of my pages here. I'm all, I'm all lost on my computer. Can't minimize Zoom. Okay. Thank you, Zoom. That's really nice of you. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, do uh, mention if you have any questions, put them on our SEO 101 uh, group on Facebook, please. We love to receive questions. It's been a while and it's always nice to have something to end the show with. So uh, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing and my company, Senior SEO, Scott Van Ack, thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, you know where to go. Have a great week and remember to tune to the future episodes, which air twice a month on WMR.FM. Hey, thanks for listening, everyone.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.